Good evening. Welcome to Lent 1010. So we are on the second day of this week, meditating on the work and the ministry of Jesus. Remember last night, I asked us all to ask God, what is the will of God our Father? Now, very often, when we think about the will of God, including me, I would think like, oh, Lord God, the will of God must surely be for me to go to Africa or some remote place. Actually, that is not, that may be the will of God, but that is not for everyone. Do you know that as I studied the scriptures and I look at Jesus going through the life, his life, I realized that the will of God for his life was also to work to encounter women, women in their needs. So tonight, I'm going to show you one of the things that Jesus did that helped me to understand this is the will of God for Jesus and for all of us. So turn with me to Luke chapter 7. So now, I'm just going to read excerpts of Luke chapter 7 and excerpts of Luke chapter 8. But in both these accounts in Luke 7 and Luke 8, it's about women. So turn with me to Luke chapter 7. And I'm going to read from verse 11. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Naim, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and touched the coffin, and those carrying it stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, get up. And the dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother, and they were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said, and God has come to help his people. Now, look at this story. And what strikes me about this story is here is a widow whose husband has died, and now her son has also died. In those days, when a woman has no husband, and even worse still, a son who could perhaps provide for her, look after her in her old age, also dies. It is what is called perfect destitution. It's womanhood at its lowest point of need. And here is a woman that would be in so much need that she was really left at rock bottom of her womanhood. She might even have said to herself, woe betide me that I'm born a woman now I'm totally destitute. And in this incident, I love the way Jesus approached her. His heart went out to her and he went and touched the coffin. Now you may say that, what's the big deal? In those days, rabbis never, never touched the dead coffin. But Jesus touched the coffin and raised the boy to life. Now what's the significance of this? He is ministering to a woman in her widowhood. To me, it tells me that when Jesus came on earth, he was sensitive to the position a woman occupies in life. She was ministering to a woman who was now single, destitute, no protection, no provision. And by ministering to her, he is affirming God's heart for women. That even though women may be single, Women may be lost. Women may be in destitution. Women may feel unprotected. Women may even feel they're unprovided for. God is the one that will protect women, that will provide for women, that even in their destitution, they are not a nobody. Wow! 
when I read this story, I am affirmed in my womanhood. But the second story found in Luke chapter 8 goes even further. Not just affirming women in their destitution, it's affirming women as women. Women has things that are different from men. So we're going to look at Luke chapter 8. Now turn with me, Luke chapter 8. And we're going to hear the story of the women with the issue of blood. And I'm just going to pick the story up in Luke chapter 8, verse 43. All right, here is Jesus on his way to heal Jairus' daughter, another little girl. See, children, not only children, women is important to Jesus because women is import, are important to God. Never hear what the people say that God doesn't affirm women. The Bible is full about men. They could never be more wrong. One of the main things Jesus did was to come and affirm our gender identity. And let's look at the story again. Follow me. Verse 43. And there was a woman there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. And when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, and I know that power has gone up from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling, fell at his feet, and the presence of all the people. Think of the shame. She had to tell everyone what she had done and what her disease was. And she told everyone that she had touched him and how she was instantly healed. And the words of Jesus, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Look at the words. Daughter. Daughter. Some versions say, daughter of Abraham, go in peace. Wow. Here is a woman, you know, for us women, there are certain things that only women understand. And she had a disease that only women understand. Yet because of this disease, she was ostracized. She was considered unclean. She was considered rejected. And in her desperation, she comes and touched Jesus. And sometimes when we read this, we think that Jesus was very angry that she touched it. Who touched me? No, I don't think so. I think Jesus felt virtue had gone out from him. Something had gone out. He felt someone touch him. And he says, who touched me? And that question is an important question. The woman had to identify herself. It was restoring her identity of womanhood. This is the beauty of the Gospels. This is the beauty of the work of Jesus. This is the beauty of the God that we worship. Do you know, as I was preparing this whole weeks of Lent reading, thinking about the work and ministry of Jesus, the Lord said to me, the will of God is to affirm our gender identity. And in today's world, when there's so much gender confusion, do you know what? This is the will of God. I'm sure last night you asked, Lord, what is your will for my life? What is your will for my life? Can you embrace this will of God for your life? If you're struggling with, why am I born a woman? Why are we, why are we men? Just embrace that identity. And tonight, all God desires from you and me is, Lord God, I thank you. I'm born a woman. And some of you may say, yes, I've gone through this, I've gone through that. I even wish I was not a woman. But tonight, the will of God for you is simply to say, thank you, Jesus. You affirm my womanhood. Thank you, Father. 
You made me a woman, not a man. And for those of you who are men, and I know many men today struggle with their identity as well. As men, what are men supposed to be? Are they meant to be super macho? What if a man cries? Hey, the will of God for you tonight is to say, Almighty God, thank you. I am a man and not a woman. Do you know, brothers and sisters, if you have a son or a daughter, I want you to pray this over your son. Son, I bless you. The will of God is that God gave me a son. And turn to your daughter and say, Daughter, I bless you. The will of God for you and me is that God gave me a daughter, wonderfully and beautifully made. If all of us as brothers and sisters in Christ could just do this constantly, the world will have changed especially in today's world. Come, let us pray, shall we? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, though I struggled with my identity for many years, I thank you that from 30 over years old, you taught me to embrace my gender, embrace my womanhood. And so Lord, tonight, I thank you that the will of God our Father is that every man must embrace his manhood and every woman and every girl must embrace their womanhood. I pray for every boy, every young man, that tonight they will embrace their manhood, their boyhood, and every girl, she will embrace her womanhood, her girlhood. I thank you, Lord, that as we embrace our manhood, and our womanhood. Wow, a Spirit of God will rise within us. And Lord God, I bless all my brothers and sisters. They will know that they embrace their manhood. The Spirit of leadership will rise in them. The Spirit of manhood will come upon them. And when the girls and the ladies embrace their womanhood, the Spirit of nurture will come within them. The Spirit of even motherhood will come within them. Father, whether they have children or don't have children, they will do the will of God, which is to nurture people that has been placed under their care. Almighty God, forgive us that we struggle with our own gender even, and we struggle to know why we are made men or women. But tonight, we thank you for the healing grace that you're pouring on us all, that we are going to embrace our manhood and our womanhood, because in both, we are made in the image of God. And Lord, we want to bless the women, want to bless the men, and the men want to bless the women. And thank you, Lord. Tonight, we also want to pray for those who truly struggle. Heavenly Father, may the Spirit of God come in such a powerful way to restore every person that we know. And we are going to name them before you privately. Father, that you restore their manhood and their womanhood. Thank you, Lord. This is truly the will of God our Father. And Father, we pray for countries that do not understand this, that you will pour forth the power of the Holy Spirit so that this understanding of gender identity will become a mark of the revival 
spirit that's moving across nations. In Jesus' name, Amen. Wow, God is so good. God is so good. Pray for someone who has a gender identity. And if you don't have anyone, pray for those nations that are thinking of legislating rules that destroy gender identity. Bless those nations that the Spirit of God can come into those nations and that the spirit of darkness will be broken from these nations. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening thanking the Lord for who you are. God bless you. See you tomorrow.